Camera two. <laughs> I ain't yeah. going to go. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm not a snitch. And audio is live. They love me. Let's wait. wait. It's deeper than the physical. Welcome back to the juxtaposition. Everyone. Okay, now. Go ahead. Welcome back to the juxtaposition. I am Nana, and I'm here with my two lovely co hosts, Janet and Bernice. And today we have a special guest <laughs> on our arrival. Today we have Pastor Prince. Yes, you didn't say what's the last name now. So oh, I don't know how to him. pronounce his oh. last name. Let me let me let me see if I hold up hold up. Give hmm. it a try. Hmm. O O Ko. Hold up. O Ko. I don't want to say it too fast. O Ko Chu. Finish. Finish. O Ko Chu. O O K Chuku. You got it right. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you're going down. Okay. Oh, but then you came back to Yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Well, welcome. This is, <laughs> he is um, a special person to us. Yes. He is um, one of our pastors, I guess, right? At Christian Center Church. Yeah. But he has, you know, led us and mentored us in different seasons. Yes. Together, individually, you know, me and stuff like that. So we just want... He's always supposed to have been on the podcast, but... Since last time, last episode, we talked about where the man at in church. Mm-hmm. This was a guy yep. to bring on. This so, is the episode that brought me for. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And yeah, before we jump in, just wanted to say I love what you guys are doing. I love the work you put in. I love the content. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm also proud of what you guys have done so far. And yeah, just encouraging guys that... Better days are ahead. Mm. Just keep going. Keep keep being consistent. And I just trust you guys will put out more content that will bless people. So Amen. Yeah, just wanted to put that out there. Well done. And keep going. Thank See, you. encouraging already. Don't you feel lifted already? <laughs> I feel motivated. I do All too. Right. Well, it's going to be a good episode. So we last week, obviously, we talked about where the men at with the church. And mm. we put our own thoughts and our perspective. And obviously... He's a pastor and he has a different perspective because he is leading a multiple of people and he's also trying to bring in people as well. So based on that episode, what, your, what are your thoughts, Pastor Prince? Where are uh, the men at? Where are hmm. the men at? Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, the, the episode was really good. I think for me, just thinking about it, the question, the different ways to kind of attack mm-hmm. the question and I also think it's important to look at the perspective of who's asking the question. Mm. So if a man is asking the question in church, he could be asking it from a perspective of where are the men who I can fellowship with, men who I can mentor, who can mentor me, men who I can kind of rub minds with and can help me grow in my work with God. From the perspective of a lady who's not married, who's single in the church, mm-hmm. she's asking the question, where are the men who, from that group, I can find a potential spouse? Mm-hmm. And so... The person asking the question also matters because the, the short and long answer to the question is the men are in church, mm-hmm. but they are in church more on the weekends than they are on the weekdays. Mm. So that's a perspective to keep in mind. So yeah. some people can be okay. biased. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. That's true. Mm. So, but just oh. short and long answer. Wait, wait, wait. You said some men can be in the church more during the, like, the weekend than on the weekdays? Yeah. Huh. I get it. But I don't... But I get it. Okay, so can you elaborate yes, on that? speak on that. That So, if we, if we look at it from the perspective of weekends, right? You're, you're more likely to see a good number of men in church. Take our church, for example, on a Sunday mm-hmm. or when we have, have Saturday services, on a Saturday service. Mm-hmm. 
But if we have Bible study, for example, or we have like a midweek program, or maybe there's a few days of prayer, even the Friday night prayer, mm-hmm. you're probably less likely to see as many men as you probably mm-hmm. see on a Sunday. So mm-hmm. now there's something there that's an issue we're dealing with in the church as pastors and as just Christians, mm-hmm. to, be, to be frank. But the one thing to keep in mind is the men you see on Sunday and the frustration we have sometimes is because we don't see, see them on any other day other than Sunday, mm-hmm. you don't really get to know them. Mm-hmm. You don't really get to build relationship with them. So because you can't really attest to who they are, you're not inclined to want to pursue anything serious with them, speaking from the perspective of a single lady. Mm-hmm. Speaking from the perspective of a guy, the person who mentors me is the person I see. Mm-hmm. So if I don't see certain guys other than Sunday, at best, I'm having a conversation with them for 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, this Sunday till the next Sunday. Mm. So the frustration then becomes, why is it that in midweek services or in certain services, we tend to see more of the ladies mm-hmm. than the men? But mm-hmm. just keep in mind on the broader scale, the men are in church on Sundays. It's just we're not seeing them often enough to build a relationship where we get to know them. Right. Mm. So how, how do you build on that? Because... I yeah I, I understand your perspective and it's true you, you see one person once a week how are you supposed to see them throughout the week so how do you build from a single per, uh, person's perspective how do you build on that like how do you get to know this, these people if they don't come during the week like what as a, as a single person what do you do if you don't see these people and it feels like it's a bottleneck like yeah. there's like three people and you only see those three people I didn't even know what a bottleneck week. is until I was <laughs> editing a clip and I'm, I text her I said like, what is a bottleneck I'm like what it is a bottleneck that's yeah, for sure and it just feels like I only see the three people constant. and it's like are you really yeah. telling me there's only three people yeah I, I mean there, there are different ways to go about it the one thing I would say for sure that's a helpful way of going about it is taking the responsibility off just the pastors mm. and placing it back in the hands of everyone who attends church. Mm. Now, we all have circles and we have guys in our circles. Mm. Probably more guys than ladies, but mm. we all have guys in our circles. And the one thing we have to become more intentional about is being willing to ask them to come out to Bible mm. study or to come out to something happening in church or to asking them, what do you want to see in church? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we... We, we expect that the pastors will know exactly what to put together for the men or the women to come out to church. And that's true, but a simple question in terms of asking a friend of yours, what do you like to see in church or what would you like to see in church? What interests you? Because mm-hmm. in certain ways, when the guys get into their bubble, they are busy, they have their careers, they have certain things they are working at, they have goals they are trying to accomplish at a certain, they want to get mm-hmm. to it before a certain age. Mm-hmm. Right. That level of pressure just means if I can just do with Sunday, I think that's good enough. Mm. So now this is not all guys, but this is what you see most of the time, Mm. especially as far as the context of church that I've been exposed to. It's more likely that the guys are showing up, but they're showing up on Sunday because during the week, they just have enough things that's occupying them. Now, you switch it to the other side in terms of how you prioritize it. Mm-hmm. How do we get guys to see midweek Bible study as important? Not because we just want to get to know them, but because it's important for them. Mm-hmm. When you shift their perspective, then it becomes a case of, oh, I actually get proper mentorship and like good brotherhood yeah. in More church. I get to meet my guys in church. Yeah. It becomes a thing where it's good for them. We don't just need them to fill the room. So we have... Bible study, there are 20 guys and 20 ladies. It was a good balance. Mm. So 
the thing with men is if they're going to come to church, they have to find value in church. Mm-hmm. So the responsibility of finding out what do men see as value is not just for the pastors. Mm. It's for each of us. So I think it's important we take responsibility, not just as pastors, but as Christians. Mm-hmm. I have guys in my circle who haven't been coming out to church. What's the issue there? What's stopping them from coming out? What has the experience of church been? Kind of getting into those questions and conversations would help. It's not the only solution, but I think it's the one, it's one way to actually take responsibility that takes it off just the pastor mm-hmm. or just off ministry leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true because it's like, you're right, it shouldn't just be on the pastors to like talk to people and try to create that relationship. That's what I'm kind of getting off what you're saying as well. Yeah. Because like I've seen you bring like a bunch of men to the church or like a barbecue or something like that. And then sometimes as like me, I'm, I'm a man, of course. So it's like, I'm kind of like standoffish because I don't really know you, mm-hmm. you know. But let's say if they came a second time and a third time, that would probably be a little bit easier. But when they come in a, in a group, they know each other. So mm-hmm. it's like they're mingling with themselves. Yeah. But then sometimes we as men, we're kind of like, oh, I don't know if this guy really, you know, like would talk to me or something like that. Yeah. Or not even that. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know this person. So it, it's not going to be as easy. So it's like we all have to like help each other because sometimes I, I see that and I'm like, you know, no one's talking to these guys or these women that come. Like, no one's talking to these new people like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I find that important. Do you feel, I guess, like, I to ask, like, do you feel like men lack the vulnerability so that, I guess, when they do have those conversations, it's kind of like they don't really ask questions that actually get to know the person. And so they feel like maybe when they come to an event, it's kind of like at a loss. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't really want to come back because, like, maybe these men are not sharing with me. But usually when with women, they share off the bat, they share what their life is about. And so they find connections really quickly and they want to come back. So do you feel like men lack the vulnerability to kind of like build and bond and is that true get relationships i don't know i don't know i'm just posing a question i wouldn't say vulnerability mm. i mean i get you i get the question you're yeah. asking i think in the right context and in the right environment vulnerability is possible for most men i think mm-hmm. but before they get there there's respon- there's a responsibility of actually getting them to that point so sometimes what nana was saying is actually very important and it's not just for men but we can bring it back to men at, after i say this when people show up in church, we have to be very intentional in how we engage them. Yeah. Because we have our cliques and we have our friend groups and we have the people we're extremely comfortable with. And as a pastor, I might be biased in saying this, I'm very intentional in looking out for people, but mm-hmm. it has to be a culture for every Christian who goes to church, who understands that it's my responsibility to make the church experience of anyone who just shows up for the first time or for the first few times, mm-hmm. one that's enriching, where they feel like, those are my people. Mm-hmm. I actually know someone. Where you mm-hmm. have a question to ask someone the next week because you had a meaningful conversation with them. So mm-hmm. I think from that place, it's just important that we kind of build that bridge. But then in terms of vulnerability, I think most men, I've led men's Bible study groups and the one thing I found is just give it time. Now, they might not mm-hmm. open up and jump in immediately, yeah, yeah. but two, three weeks in, um. There's a, there's a level of connections that are being built. Mm-hmm. People are f- forming friendships. They're getting to know each other. They're asking questions. Mm-hmm. And the more that's happening, the more it's easy for them to actually invite someone else. I led, I've led groups that started with like three or four guys. We just did a book study. A few years ago, when I was doing my master's, I decided, 
or I'd go to the lead pastor and just ask, I'd like to lead a men's group. I feel see there see there's no young professionals, men in the mm. church, not as many as we would like to see. Can I lead a group? I got the approval for it, and I started with about three, four guys, but that group continued to grow because the experience was so enriching for them that they invited more guys. Mm. I didn't think it would grow as big as it ended up growing, but. And I didn't think we'll have as deep conversations as we were having. But at some point, we started getting complaints that we were talking for too long <laughs> because it was time to yeah, wrap up and we were yeah, still in the yeah. room just chatting away. So the vulnerability comes with time, yeah. but yeah. it's our responsibility to get them to that place. Mm. So, but yeah, in many ways, yeah, you can be standoffish when you see a guy who you don't really know. Mm-hmm. But then you have to kind of build the bridge to get to a place where you're like, if this person comes two, three times and they know me and they know someone else, yeah. they're more likely to say something than they've, they've not said before because all of a sudden you don't feel like, well, oh, I don't know anyone here. I don't feel comfortable right. here. Because when you show up in a place where you don't know people, you're looking for someone that represents home, that represents mm-hmm. comfort or safety. When you find one or two persons, all of a sudden you are much more at ease. Mm-hmm. But when there's no one there that represents that, it's very easy for you to leave as soon as the events or the service is over. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, if I went to a different church, mm-hmm. that would exactly be me. That is true. Like, I wouldn't talk to anybody, not because, like, I'm rude or anything like that. It's just I have to, like, connect with and, someone. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not yeah. easy. So I can understand why if a guy comes to our church and it's like, they're kind of new and they don't know how to navigate yeah i think so this is a question now just as you guys were speaking um because a lot of times the question that always comes about is because women are always where are the men at usually from women like where are the guys at why they where are they why there's not a lot of men at church because obviously single women want to get married Yeah. yeah so my question is like what are men like how like what are men looking for because for them to stick around for them to be invested um, in like a church or just generally just what are men looking for? Because I find that like there's men who are like they're dedicated, devoted people and they're not like, obviously don't tend every Sunday or whatever the case is. Um, But then it's like, what would make them come around more often? Mm. um, So that women, cause I just, just based on my what I see and just going through just life in general, it is difficult going to church and like you're a single woman and you're just like built your age is, is getting up there. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, so there's devoted men. But uh there's Michael, there's Matthew, and there's that's it. <laughs> and, but nobody's coming, like nobody's interacting with yeah. me. So yeah. like what will make a man kind of like pursue Can I say one thing? Yeah. I think some women are coming to the church having that mindset, but not knowing that some men are like, they're probably not even ready. Like they're probably just, they're probably dealing with so many things in their brains. We think like, I think some women think like, if I see 10 men, all of them are agree. But no, he's raising a good point. No, but it's like, if they see 10 great men, they're like, oh yeah, 80% of these guys are ready. But it's like, yo, like, these guys are not tar- ready financially or not ready just all of the things. Okay. But it's not like I agree. It's not like I'm saying like that's the right way to like be like, oh, let me not, you know, be serious with someone because I have to worry about other stuff. But it's like just the nature of men is like we just think like I would not we because I'm not a girl. Girls <laughs> may think like, oh, like, but it's like these guys are just 
Not ready, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to hear your perspective because yeah. you're, yeah. you're obviously you're dealing with a young men and yeah. older mm-hmm. men. And well, I mean, I think the the hard part is really answering that question in terms of knowing what men really want mm-hmm. in terms of what they're pursuing. Now, the easier way to look at it or the easiest answer that comes to mind is they want to get established. Mm-hmm. They want to have a career. They, and sometimes it, it takes time to build that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes your weekdays to build yeah. that. And then you probably get to a point where because your priorities are, I can actually lead my family and provide for them when I'm actually in a solid financial mm-hmm. footing or an okay financial yeah. footing, something to build on. And until you get there, even if you want to show up, mm. it's like you don't see yourself as ready to take that next step right. in terms of pursuing a relationship that would ultimately lead to marriage. So mm. that's in certain ways. And men kind of find their purpose in what they do. Mm-hmm. I know women do that as yeah. well, but men are really attached to yeah. what they do. There's a sense of identity that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy for them to find fulfillment in their work. Yeah. And so I could see Nana today and be like, I walked 50 hours last week and then I would tell me I did 60 hours. I'm like, that's impressive. That's a different... Yeah. And for us, I'm, I'm in awe of him and right. he's like, he's proud of himself because right. this is what's important to us. Yeah. The amount of hours we put in, the level of growth we're experiencing, mm-hmm. what we are seeing in terms of checking off our goals. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, that's important. But in terms of changing that mindset it comes from mentorship mm-hmm. and helping people say look you can get you can get established but don't lose your faith work yeah don't lose christian community mm-hmm. that's where your values will be sustained yeah. when you get all those other things and you're outside of the church and outside of a christian community it's more likely that you've picked up a few things that have taken it's eating away at your christian identity mm-hmm. along the way mm-hmm. what keeps you grounded as a believer even with the success is your christian community yeah. so that's just it. Sometimes we prioritize what we want to do. Mm. But I also want to urge a word of caution and I want to be careful in the way I say it because I don't want to make it normative. It's mm. not doctrine. It's not law. Yeah. But women will have to be willing to work with men that they might be ahead of a bit in terms of their feet work. Mm. It doesn't mean it will always be like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying just pick anyone. <laughs> so I really want to be careful in saying this. Did you hear this. you said caution? Yeah, so which is why... Uh, it's prefaced by saying, look, it's not, mm. it's not normative, but sometimes you will meet someone who has the patterns. You can see certain patterns that shows this person with the right mentorship and the right exposure will grow in their faith. Mm. They have a few other things working for them, but they will grow in their faith. But if you're too keen on saying, because you go on Instagram, it's like, I want my husband to be a leader, yeah. spiritualist. And there's all these kind of you skits on Instagram. Yeah. It's like your husband is praying at midnight time. Like, yes, this is the man that's God what gave I want. me. Yeah. And that's, that's fine, yeah. but you won't always get that. That's just the reality yeah. of it. So I'm not saying look for anyone like that's a potential. Mm-hmm. The potentials mm-hmm. are different from the patterns. Yeah. Nana has a potential to be a doctor. Yeah. But will he probably become mm. a doctor? Probably not. I don't know mm. if he has a passion for that. <laughs> so, but Nana's life, Definitely I've not. seen the patterns for him to become right. a journalist. Right. Mm. So if in five years' time, he's actually doing it big time, mm-hmm. while it will be amazing and I'll be happy for him, it will not be surprising. Right. So sometimes you can look at the patterns in a guy's life and mm-hmm. see, given the right exposure, the right mentorship, and the right investment, mm-hmm. This person's life can, and I can actually bring my own right. investment into it and make this guy get to the next level. Yeah. So 
that's what to look out for sometimes. It's just important to be willing to say, even financially, like, mm. of course you want to be in a certain place, but we have to recognize that the pace at which society is going, and I've heard Nana say this oftentimes mm-hmm. on the podcast about, it seems like men have, women have their stuff together yeah. quickly, yeah. more faster than yeah. men. Yeah. And in certain ways, that's true. Sometimes it's not always the case, but there are times where it's like, the lady has kind of figured certain yeah. things out. The mm-hmm. man is still experimenting in certain yeah. ways. Now he will get it, but he might get it at a slower mm-hmm. pace. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to get to the table and say, you know what, what patterns am I seeing here? Mm. What can I see in this person that looks like a good place? With the help of mentorship, of right. course, and people speaking into your life. Last night I was saying, this is one of the most popular evangelists in the 1800s. His name is Smith Wigglesworth. Mm-hmm. He was based in England. Now, when he got saved, he was still growing in his faith. But the woman he married, her name is Mary Jane, she was far ahead of him, mm. like in terms of her spiritual disciplines, growth, and her work with God. Mm. And she basically married him and taught him how to read the Bible, mm. mentored him on a few things in terms of his work with God. He ended up becoming like this great evangelist right. who was well-respected and is more known than his wife. Mm. But the person who mentored him and kind of built him, right. taught him, because he didn't know how to read anything. Mm. She taught him how to read the Bible. Right. So she was a little bit ahead of him in her journey in terms of intellectually. Mm -hmm. She was a little bit ahead of him in her journey in terms of her faith work. Mm -hmm. But she obviously saw some patterns and thought to herself, I can work with this man and help and invest in him. And he's blessed so many lives that when you look at it, you start to see it's important to look look out for what what are the patterns in this man's Mm -hmm. life? What am I seeing in this guy's life that could be helpful to build on? Mm -hmm. But guys are focused on what they want to pursue, their careers, their purpose, yeah. what's important yeah. to them. And it's easier for them to actually find meaning when they find that, oh, the church is doing stuff like career affairs, right. investment, yeah. things like that, things that are important to them. Yeah. So those are the things, they will show up. You don't need to ask them twice, they'll show up. <laughs> yeah. But if you say something that's like, it's just we're pressing in into God for certain <laughs> There has to be a level of mentorship. Right. Something must have clicked in your spirit yeah. for you to show up for that without being dragged. Yeah. That's just yeah. the reality yeah. of it. And I, I, one thing I liked, he didn't say potential. I was going to say, because a lot of times, like, women, I think we, we like to look for potential, right? Yeah, love like, potential. Yeah, and I, and I like how you said patterns because that obviously shows you at the end of the day if they're consistent in those patterns where they will land, right? Yeah. And how far they'll get to that place of where they supposedly their potential is supposed to be, right? Yeah. So I like, yeah, I, I appreciate that you didn't say potential because I think once women hear potential, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> so that guy, I know he has potential to do A, B, and C. Yeah. And so they invest in that. And then it, you, you never know, somebody can never, they may not reach that potential. Like you yeah. said, for yeah. Nana, he could be potentially a doctor, but mm. his patterns, does it show like he's going in that direction? No. No, exactly. So I, I could like, potentially be in the NBA. Potentially. But my patterns, I ain't dribbling the ball yeah, up and down the court every day. Good ain't example. no way. Yeah. I love yeah. it though, but yeah. But I was going to ask you a question. Because, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. Um, Like with a lot of, well, men coming into church and like, you know, they come in and you don't see them again. Do you think that some men just think that the grass is greener on the other side? What's the other side? Like in terms of like they see someone that like maybe they're attracted to them, but then they're like, mm, no, I mean, this person is amazing, yeah. but I think I can still get someone better. 
Like, do you think that's you the mean mindset outside of the church? Yeah, outside of church or even in the church. Do you think that sometimes that's the men's like mindset when it comes to like them pursuing a woman? Well, I I I'd be careful not to speak for all men, but I think that's mm-hmm. it plays into the reason of many guys. I think sometimes it's you have to get to a place where you're willing to recognize I'm looking for someone to build a relationship with that could further down the line lead to marriage. If you've not gotten there, you can be in a relationship for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It, it has to click. Mm. And some people, it just clicks as they journey through life. Other people, because of exposure to the right mentorship yeah. and the right groups, which is why sometimes you can tell because it's not innate in guys to just wake up and say, you know what, I'm just going to look for someone. <laughs> when you see people talk like that, they've been exposed to some kind of mentorship. Yeah. Mm. So you can tell. Those are things that are fruits of mentorship, fruits of good discipleship. Mm. So I think at the heart of it, you, you're asking the question in terms of, can the guy just say, you know what, I can find someone in church who's great? Yes. Mm-hmm. But what's the probability that he can settle and say, you know what, I don't need... Because it's not just the thing that happens before you get married or before you get to a relationship. Mm-hmm. You still have to set your heart and be committed after you get married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not just something that happens. Like There's a place where it has to click and then you have to continue to remind yourself. So I think sometimes that's the struggle. I think there are men who actually think, I'm in a season where I should be exploring. I don't have to be tied down. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of clips on social media about men being like held down to mm. ma- like when they get married it's mm. like the guys are asking him it's like are you sure this is what you want to do with your life like it's like, are you sure you don't want to wait a few more years or sometimes yeah. the guy's like I've seen everything out there mm. it's like the way he's speaking is almost like nothing, I, I'm yeah. done now yeah. I've, I've done everything I wanted to do I've joined around now that's great and hopefully that works out but there has to be something that switches in your head where you realize, I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't need yeah. to experience everything. So once again, like if there's anything I'd actually emphasize, men need mentorship more than they know it. Mm-hmm. No man has outgrown or will ever outgrow the need to be guided. And guidance and discipleship happens in mentorship, which is why I was saying at the beginning, one of the biggest things you can do is to look at the guys in your life. Mm-hmm. And say, you know what, I'm just going to try and get you to church. I'm going to ask you what works. What's a program that if we say we're putting this on, you'll show up. And bring it up. Find ways. You guys are creative. Find ways to say, you know what, we just want to pull this off. We don't really need the ministry um, leaders to kind of do everything. We just need them to give us the opportunity to use our initiative and run with it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's helpful because we need more mentorship than we know. We need discipleship. We need people... We need opportunities to speak up. Sometimes you're dealing with situations and things and you're smiling and acting like everything is fine. Mm. But if someone pokes through that wall a little bit more, you start to speak about, oh, this is my struggle. Mm. This is what I'm dealing with. So I think that's just important. Mm. We we have a certain kind of mindset when we approach, when it comes to relationships, ladies, things like that. And in many ways, it's like during the season of my life, I worked in UPS and... Mm. When I heard the guy speak sometimes, and it's not this at UPS, <laughs> a great company, uh, just there's a setting and there's a way they would speak that you just know this is the average mindset of a guy mm. whose mind has not been renewed. Mm. It's I can get more. Mm. There's more out there. Yeah. I don't really need to be shackled down. Yeah. I don't need to be in a covenant or a commitment to get certain benefits of a relationship. Mm. 
I can access it in other ways. Mm. For that to change, the person's mindset has to be renewed. Mm. That's just the reality of it. And yeah. that's not something that happens like num- like yeah. just out of the blue. They have to be exposed to some level of mentorship for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 my question is how do, because men, for me, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, how do I find a mentor? Like, where do I start? Mm. What's yeah. the starting point? Because mm. it's not like, some mentors are saying hi, ding, yeah. ding, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm available. Sure. So how do, like, as I'm, because I'm, for sure, I'm thinking men are, are they're seeking it, but they're yeah. just like, who do I go to? How do I start? Where do I go? So for a man who's looking for a mentorship in any aspect, how does it, how do you start? What do you mm. do? What's the first thing that you should do? I think being in a Christian community helps. Mm-hmm. I just think, the truth is there are mentors out there, like, and most guys, yeah, I would say most, but there are a good number of guys who are in their career paths probably have mentors for yeah. their careers. Mm-hmm. They might not call them mentors, mm-hmm. but there's someone they look up to who gives them kind of advice, right. speaks to them, is in their corner, giving them some kind of guidance. If you want to actually be here at 35, right. you need to be doing this work now. Mm-hmm. So they're listening to someone. But if it's going to be people who would like point to you as believers, who mm-hmm. mentor you the right way, you have to be found in church first. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And that's the hard part because imagine Nana's just visiting church twice a month, like yeah. two Sundays in a month. And I'm trying to get him to be mentored by another man who's consistent at church. Right. And the man is like, meet with me on Sunday for mm. uh, lunch after service. But he's not there for the other two Sundays. Right. Now, there's a responsibility of the person who's been paired with him to kind of pursue him mm-hmm. in mentorship. But because everyone is busy, yeah. there has to be a little bit from the mentee as well yeah. to say, you know what, I'm pursuing. And the mentoring relationship is not necessarily a friendship. You don't always have to like the person. Like mm. Sometimes they might have imperfections in terms of, it's like, it comes across as too harsh. It's like, <laughs> the man's late again. He's always yeah. five minutes behind. Yeah. And that's fine. But what you're looking for is an impartation of values. Mm. But it doesn't mean the person will be perfect. So sometimes when these things work out, it's like you have, the mentee has to give a little bit more. Yeah. The mentee has to be willing to say, you know what, I have to make certain sacrifices for this person to actually be able to point to me. Mm. So, But for men looking like out there just looking for mentorship, I would say seek within the church. Mm-hmm. Seek friendships or people that you know in the church. Like You don't have to be close with them. Just... Mm-hmm. Sometimes the easiest way to do it is just establish a conversation. Mm -hmm. And there are people actually in your fields who are actually good Christians. This is the best part. Your mentors do not always have to go to the same church that you go. Say that again. This is also important. Yeah. uh... So Nana is... If Nana is, for example, if he's working at CBC, right? Mm -hmm. And there's... (laughs) There's there's another... Like a a top executive, right? Mm -hmm. Who's like... He's so in awe of in terms of how this person has rose through the ranks yeah. and is doing well. And Nana's like, I'd just like to sit down with you maybe twice a month. I'd like to just pick your brain in terms of what should I be doing now if I want to kind of get myself established mm-hmm. as a journalist in the next five, ten years. In the same way he's taking on those career tips, yeah. he can ask questions about how do you actually stay grounded as a believer? Mm. What does reading your Bible look like? Right. You have a busy schedule. You're in at 6 a.m. weekdays. Where do you get time to pray, to read your Bible? How do you spend time with your family? 
the mentee should be willing to ask questions because sometimes a question is what opens a mentor, right. mentoring relationship. Yeah. A good question yeah. opens a mentoring relationship. So when you are able to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to find out from the people within my, there's always someone, this is another thing too, there's always someone who God has placed in your sphere of influence that could be potentially be a mentor mm. if you're willing to open that door. Mm. They, like I said, they won't always be in church because then it becomes a case of, can I meet with them every yeah, Sunday? Yeah. There are believers everywhere. There are mm. Christians with sound values who have fruits. And it's important. The Bible says you should follow those who have gone through this journey and mm. you can see the fruits of it, not just anyone. Right. So, But when you see people who are like, these people are journeying and they're following God, then you should be able to establish a simple question. Ask questions in terms of, what does Bible reading look like for you mm-hmm. in terms of the business of your schedule? How do you put your family first? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with temptations? Mm-hmm. What does uh, a singleness of mind look like for you in this season? How do you balance work and other things? Right. Sometimes it's just picking one or two questions. The same way a guy would, would pursue a mentoring relationship that would be beneficial for his career, right. his sporting ambitions and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same way they should do for... Mm-hmm. A mentoring relationship that has to do with your work with God. Yeah. You have to prioritize that as well. Yeah. 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 Priority. I guess, I guess uh, I just want to go on the woman's perspective of yeah. like, do you think women are actually looking for the right men or are they looking for what they think a Christian man should look like? Uh. <laughs> there are a lot of people uh, like, I want a Christian man, but there's so many out there, but it, they yeah. don't look the way the women perceive. Well, I think you can pose it even both ways. Are the guys looking for the right things? But to go from the women's perspective, I think they are. I think the one thing, which is why still falls back on mentorship, sometimes you can have what you think is important, Mm. but when you bring it to the table and you're talking to someone who's, especially someone who has journeyed ahead of you a little bit, Mm. because when you're amongst your peers... There can be good, there are people who would give you good counsel, but there's one thing about the experience of life that they've not actually had, Mm. that they can't really give you an advice or counsel that's higher than the experiences Mm. that they had. They might give you counsel that's really, really wise, because God, there might just be people who have mature and have grown, but there's something about the testament of journeying through life, that when someone is speaking to you and say, you know what, out of the six things on your list, number three, number (laughs) five, and number two, I think you should probably put them as secondary. Mm. The other three should be the primary. Yeah. Because if you focus too much on these ones, you will meet someone. They might not have these three, but mm. they'll have the other three. And then if you're saying if it's a non-negotiable, you might miss out on potential relationships that could end up leading to marriage. That could be a blessing to mm-hmm. you. So I think, yeah, they're looking, but sometimes it's, it's all within the same circle. Everybody's saying this is what's important to be, but there's no one who's actually saying... Guys, I think we need someone to speak into what Mm -hmm. this... I have all these things. And it's like physical attraction. The person must look a certain Mm -hmm. way. They must... Even, like I said before, it must be a man of God. Mm -hmm. Someone who (laughs) loves the Lord and someone who's able to lead the family. I get it. It's important. Mm, But it's also important to realize if the man is on the journey towards that and needs help and is connected to a mentor, it's actually more assuring than someone who's just like seems like they they love God, Mm -hmm. but there's no connection to any kind of mentorship. You can't speak to someone if they ever err or go into error and say, you know what, please talk to my fiance, my spouse. They are making certain decisions that I'm wondering where, who's speaking to them, and then they call them to order. So I think 
there are things it's like it's important to kind of go through whatever list we have and mm-hmm. say what's important to me what do i need in my life and then make those decisions but make sure at the foundation of it are things that are actually really important and things that are biblical simple example if you say the person must be god fearing mm-hmm. let that be genuinely god fearing mm-hmm. that they fear god and they have a reverence for God. And when they fall into error, they make mistakes. There is a holy reverence for them to say, you know what, I'm, this was not right. Mm-hmm. I got it wrong. Doesn't, you're not looking for perfection, yeah, but yeah. you're looking for someone who's able to say, you know what, I've erred, I've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I need you to speak into this for me. I need some kind of help here. I need prayers. Those kind of things. If you're looking for someone who's established or someone who's taking their life seriously when it comes to their finances, mm-hmm. you, it, it's easy to see the signs that this person has actually built in. And it's easy to see someone who's like, it's going to be by the grace of God that and God can do amazing things. So right. the person could get, end up getting established yeah. and they could say, well, I told you. Mm. But it's not the norm. Yeah. It's not the norm. Mm. They are not the case that you go by. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the thing. And then for the guys, it's the same thing. Like I always, when I work with guys and mentor guys, I always try to help them understand it's, it's not just saying I want to meet someone. It's important to go back and kind of dig deep into your heart and like, what, what's important to me? Yeah. What's really important to me? And not just the looks. What else is important to me? Because it, it, it goes back to what will sustain you when looks fade or when there are things that looks cannot cover. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could now I could be a good friend of mine and maybe I like the way Nana speaks or we support the same team yeah. sport team and that's just our friendship mm. there, there's a day that could come where I have an argument with Nana that the fact that we support the same team is not enough yeah. to bind us together <laughs> it can't keep us yeah. so I'm upset with Nana and it's like bro we, we both support the Lakers I'm like that's <laughs> That doesn't, oh, it, doesn't do it doesn't do anything here. You you yeah. did this and I'm upset yeah. and you're trying to use this. This yeah. is not the solution. Yeah. So and it's like so those are things to keep in mind. It's like there are things that go beyond what you think we're um, and this is why as Christians, what binds us together is what Jesus did on the cross. Mm, yeah. Not the fact that you are my clique. Right. Because mm. at some point I will offend you. Mm-hmm. And Christianity is a journey where we overcome offenses. Yeah. Continuously yeah. finding ways to forgive. So if the only thing I have, the only way I relate with you is the fact that you're my clique. The day you're <laughs> offending, you're out of the clique. Like, oh, oh, I'm out of the clique. You're you just do something friends. that's too much for me. I'm like, well, that's, yeah. it. that's it. It's yeah. like, and then I'm hurt and then it's church hurt and then I leave the church yeah. and then someone might ask me, you've not been church away. It's like, yeah, they're all hypocrites. <laughs> So at the end of the day, it's another level of maturity where you know you know. Look, to be fair, what binds us is not mm-hmm. these nice things that we have around. They are good. Mm-hmm. But you have to have an understanding that if Christ died for you, mm-hmm. I have a higher level of commitment to you mm-hmm. than just what feels convenient for me. Yeah. So that's the understanding. Yeah. But but yeah, that that's the way to look at it. Um I I said this in the last episode. Like, what do you think about, like, men, like, or the, what do you think their mind is at when men come into the church? Like, we see, like, so many great men come into the church, yeah. and then they never come back again. Like, you see this person, that person, this person, When you that say person, they never come back, like, they leave church completely? They leave church completely, without even saying goodbye or something like that. Like, because I, I think from, from, like, five to ten years, I start to see that trend, yeah. which is not good. 
Like, like, did you say like they're never coming back to a specific church, or they're just not coming going to church just generally? Like, yeah. you don't know they're going to church. I can't one hundred percent confirm that they're not going to church, <laughs> okay. but <laughs> but there's a chance where it's like mm. they they never go back. Mm-hmm. So is it the church hurt? Is it like like what is it? Is it have you so, seen that before? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, personally, I have seen it maybe one or two cases mm. that really really painful for mm. me so mm. yeah you want to no i was just i i don't i don't even know what i was going to add on but i was going to yeah continue off at that point I was gonna yeah so I, I mean it's really hard because sometimes I, I can't really tell you this is why they left mm. yeah. but the one thing i can say is we have to be mindful that this is not just all the strategy thing where it's like if you do this the men will show up mm. and if you do this they will stay yeah, yeah we still have to realize we are fighting against mm. the devil and his forces and his scheming, right. deceptive ways where there's a three-point agenda to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mm-hmm. So if a man who was established in church is taken out of church, it's a win for the devil mm-hmm. because he could be mentoring a lot more people. He could be in church contributing in so many ways. But if he's taken out, what he could be doing in terms of being responsible for another five or six men, mm-hmm. he's not doing. Right. Mm. So don't underestimate how much the enemy plays a role in sifting. And this is, well, always under attack by the enemy. Especially when you've, the more you shift your understanding from I'm a Christian and this is good for me, to I'm a Christian and I'm responsible for making sure that God's kingdom continues to advance. Mm. People get saved. People get mentored. Yeah. You are now in a different level of warfare with the devil. Because it's not just about me, me, me anymore. Right. And the more you're responsible for trusting God to bring people into the light, the devil doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. So if it means taking men who are established or causing circumstances around their lives to make it easier for them to not come to church, yeah. he would do it. So this is something we're still going to, and we have to deal with this in a way where I think strategies are good. It's always good to ask those questions, but never underestimate how important it is to actually guard the men with prayer, to be intentional in lifting up the, especially when you see them in a season where things are good. Because sometimes we only think to kind of raise the prayer temperature when something bad has happened. But it's important that regardless of what's going on, we're intentional in saying, Thank you, God, for these great men we have in our church. Mm-hmm. And we just pray that in two, three years' time, whatever the enemy is preparing, that you give them the grace to stand, mm. that they won't fall for that. Because the devil doesn't play a short-term game. He plays a long-term yeah. game. And sometimes if he's like, this man is sold out to God, can't really do anything, but he's going to influence a lot more people. So if we cut the influence, yeah. maybe he's just going to be one of those people that like, in my twenties, mm. I was on fire for God. Mm. He's retired as a not retired in work, but retired as a kingdom man. Yeah. Yeah. The devil says, "You know, that's a win. He can go to heaven. We'll deal with the rest." Yeah. And you, you also, what also gets me kind of sad is that, and men will come to me and they'll say like, um, "The the preaching is like not fire," mm-hmm. so like I'm I'm not coming, and it's like okay cool whatever like okay if you go to a different church then that's your case but sometimes they won't go to a different church and like you're missing out on the community aspect yeah 
of like the church. Yeah. That's what gets me yeah. kind of sad. I'm like, yo, this might be a person's off day mm-hmm. yeah. too. Like, get and it, it might, some three, four times. Further, you might have to look deeper that. than just like the your heart posture yeah. too. I find you know what thing I find, especially in our generation, we're looking for the the, the hype. hype. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We want the flashy and we want the mm-hmm. you know that that word that 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 line mm-hmm. that one line that you'll be yeah. using to. <laughs> They were like, what did he say? Yeah. That was said like, that. Uh, relationship, like, for example, like, relationship goals. Yeah. Now it's like a trend, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, people are looking for that trendy type of vibe yeah. for, like, a pastor. And it's like, don't, like, it happens where you're just like, ah, oh, this is not really connected with me today. But it may connect with you next week. Yeah. Like, it may connect with you the day after, right? And I think a lot of times, like you said, the enemy is like, he's scheming. And yeah. so at the moment he is able to get you off track and distract you, mm-hmm. he's like you said, it's a win. Yeah. Like he's able yeah. to cut off a whole line. He's like, that's a win for me. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break because we're, we're struggling over here. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying how about like the enemy is devising and scheming plans and in order to get people, because obviously everybody wants the flashy looking, mm-hmm. the trendy mm-hmm. lines. And yeah. so like Nana was saying how like men sometimes, not even men, people in general are, they come to church and just like, I cannot. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know what? This is not this is not to pick on anything, but I, mm. one thing I find when it comes to church is that a lot of people miss the first half of church, like the first thirty minutes. Yeah. That's like the pre. Like, that's like setting your spirit. What can you speak to that about? Like the the importance of like coming mm. in the beginning yeah. of like getting that aspect of worship and then getting mm-hmm. into the because honestly, if I came to church and I'm thirty minutes late. And I get to the preaching, yeah. it's gonna be hard for me to kind of even like yeah. understand what's happening right now. Like, yeah. so can you speak on that in terms of the importance of like worship and just encouraging people to come to that part where they think it's like, oh, it's just a song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think worship sets the atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. But it also prepares your heart. Yeah. And sometimes we don't, we're not, we can't, like, I've been guilty of doing this years ago where it's like just get to the message right <laughs> it's like or someone's like has this i preaching yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's like you're running the way i use has this i preaching say so he's just climbing the altar and it's like i'll be there in five minutes i'll be there in five minutes so it's like we've <laughs> we've we've actually yeah. gotten but the, the more you grow and, and mature as a christian the more you realize it's all what happens when you're in church or when you're in a service is not just the preaching it's not yeah. just the worship yeah the whole atmosphere is prepared for transformation to happen in your heart. Mm, yeah. And sometimes if you cut through that or yeah. you don't show up at the right time, even the message that, yes, I'm sure people have pre- preferred preaching styles and yeah. what really connects with them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, even in the midst of what you thought was not a great word, God still has a word for you that you could receive if you've been conditioned to receive it. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. just means showing up, preparing yeah. your heart. Mm-hmm. It's like you're thinking of the million things you have to do after service yeah. because yeah. you've shown up Talk to me about there that. was no that opportunity for you to just press in. Yeah. Just worship. Yeah. It's like you're thinking of all these things and then it's like then the word comes and it's like there's all kinds of interruptions. So sometimes even the atmosphere with which we show up to church, even if you show up at the beginning, is actually really, really, really detrimental because we're trying to get it out of the yeah. way rather than experience it. Right. So rather than showing up to church and saying, I'm going to experience God today. Mm. And I know there are other factors there. This is not the only thing. But yeah. in terms of the conditioning of our hearts, sometimes we show up to church and we want to just like kind of keep it going yeah. and then be done with it. Yeah. But the problem with that is 
if your mindset is not already conditioned mm. and if you've not experienced worship, even if the word is great, it will take a lot for the Holy Spirit to still break it down in a way where you take what God right. has prepared for you, mm. your own personal word yeah. and go with it. So mm. I think just prioritizing showing up to church, but with a, the right mindset. Right. Mm. When people go for surgeries, there's a bunch of prep yeah. they do. And actually showing up in church is actually a work of transformation. Mm. Mm. So when the right preparation is done, it's effective. When it, the right preparation is not done, you start complaining when the person has preached for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, how long is it going? <laughs> yeah. like, so, so we have this short span, it's like 30 minutes and it's yeah. like, it should be wrapping up now. It's mm. like, so even if what he's saying is actually meaningful to you, because we've been conditioned to say, you know what, if it goes past 30 minutes, yeah. nothing should be preached for this long. Yeah. Then you're like, you've checked out. Mm-hmm. You're out already. And that's the danger sometimes in terms of the preconditioning of our minds. And yeah, I think it's important to show up to church early, but also show up with a mindset where I've come to experience God. Mm. And I think just having that mindset changes a lot yeah. and being intentional to say, you know what, I'm here now. I know there's a bunch of things I could be thinking about, mm. which is why sometimes when I open up the service, I try to get people to just quiet themselves and kind of yeah. s- fix their eyes on God. It's always good to remind people this is the person you've come to meet with. Right. Sometimes when people get introduced, like dignitaries, you run through the list of, especially if there's a, a keynote speaker, you've gone yeah. for an event, you don't know this person from anywhere. Yeah. It's like he's so, 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 so degrees, qualifications. Yeah. It's just a reminder to raise your expectation right. because you might have shown up and be like, well, who knows who's speaking yeah, today? And you look at the person, he looks just wearing a regular yeah. coat. No, nothing like really spectacular yeah. about him but then you hear what this person has done mm. where he has gone the, mm. or where this she has gone and the kind of people she's actually consulted with all of a sudden your expectation is raised mm. and sometimes that's what opening the service that's what worship does yeah. it's like you're reminded of how great this God is yeah. what happens when you trust him yeah. so by the time the word hits faith is already stirred right. up yeah. by the time the word meets faith in your heart transformation is taking place because yeah. the you that was weak when you showed up steps out of the service bolder mm. and stronger mm. and believing God for things rather than being doubtful. Right. So that's the experience. Church is meant to be experienced, mm. not just attended. Right. But we oftentimes just say, you know what, I, mm. I've been in church this last few Sundays. Yeah. I've not missed anyone. Yeah. But mm. what has happened to you right. in the process? Yeah, I definitely think like that's where, for me, I think of how that's, building leadership for men because it's like if you stay in the worship you see other men worshiping you see other men leading and just kind of being in the spirit it's like just i guess from a woman's perspective and seeing that part because most women want like the strong person or the person who's not gonna cry and so like being in that example of worship is like is leadership because imagine in a household you want to lead your children you want to lead others in worship as well so i think that for me is like, okay, if I see a man mm. in the worship service, like raising his hands, if it's not, it doesn't have to be that, but it can yeah. be anything, just being in the word and just being um, intentional about his worship. I see just a leadership quality yeah. just forming there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much time we have left. I wanted to see this before. I think, especially when we're looking at the reality of how many people actually come into church because of all the things that they in yeah. terms of, is the service great? Is mm-hmm. the preaching great? you guys should not take for granted the platform you have on this podcast. Mm. And if you're mentored right Mm -hmm. and people get to experience God through this podcast, 
they are still experiencing God. Right. Now, at some point, they might get to church. They right. might experience whatever church looks like in terms of going to a building or mm-hmm. doing home church, whatever that experience looks like. Yeah. But it's really, really important to understand that the platform you have gives you an opportunity to minister to people that I, as a pastor, might step into a place. Right. And just being having that title, my people's guards might already go up. Right. So if my job is to work with you guys and make sure you guys are mentored well, mm-hmm. so that when you step into those fairs, you show up, Nana shows up as a journalist, mm-hmm. you show up in your own careers and fields, yeah. and you're not, you're just showing up and say, we're just, we're, yeah. we're on a regular podcast, yeah. we would like you to tune in. You make a connection that sometimes, there's a door that's open that's not always open to the pastor, mm. which is why it's really, really important. I think when I said prayer before and like trusting God, we can't underestimate how much God can use different yeah. people in different spheres. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the level or the season of being a Christian we're stepping into is one where there are no superstar Christians anymore. Mm-hmm. It won't be about the guys who have massive followings on mm-hmm. Instagram and all that. Yeah. They will still be there, but that won't, re- that won't be where the impact will come from. Yeah. It's people who understand it's not just a follower's game, it's the ground game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People who I'm genuinely impacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be five, it could be 10, it could be 15 people. But I have a responsibility to continue to go and be my word, to pray, right. to show up every episode knowing that whether we're talking about societal issues or mm-hmm. we're talking about something that's just happened or we're talking about a scripture that's dear to my heart, mm-hmm. I am ministering to people. Mm-hmm. And I'm ministering to them because yeah. they might have missed church for a few weeks. They might not have been in church for a few months. Yeah. But they will listen for 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. and I have their attention. Mm-hmm. So what I see counts. Right. It matters. It's of value. Yeah. So you put your best effort into doing that and trust mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Because you can carry the evidence that God is with you. Regardless of, you don't have to be a pastor to yeah. do that. So when Nicodemus shows up and is asking Jesus, look, mm-hmm. we've been arguing with you in public. <laughs> like we are all, but we know you are carrying yeah. something. That's the reality of there are a lot of people that are saying churches, this churches, that that's fine. Yeah. But when they need life, yeah. and when they find life, there's no argument. Right. Like, even if they are so against it, when they find life in a conversation, mm. in a podcast, in just a few comments, mm. something you say, they will know they found life. Mm. And that's it. So they might be amongst friends and say, you know what, <laughs> church is church. That's fine. Yeah. But they are listening. They are paying yeah. attention. And they are making short like quick decisions or adjusting their lives because somehow they found life in the words that you've just shared right. in just another episode. So yeah. I think it's just, do not underestimate how much platform, how much your platform can do amazing things mm. in terms of not just drawing women, drawing men too because yeah. they're yeah. paying attention yeah. and they're listening. Yeah. Thanks for that. See, you started off uplifting and right? you finished off uplifting. Get yes. people in your life that true man of God. literally <laughs> and keep you accountable. Yeah. And yes, yeah. Well, things. thank you very much. Before we leave, any I don't know if that was your final word, but anything mm-hmm. to encourage the listeners, the watchers, mm-hmm. the men, <laughs> women, yeah, young people, mm-hmm. older people, whoever. Mm-hmm. Anything that's on your heart that you're just like, okay, I want to share this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think the. The one important thing I would say is just, as men, we need to consistently remain teachable. Mm. Just be willing to learn. Like sometimes we we have this understanding that we know what we're doing. And sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. And other times we don't. And the reality of it is, even if you think you know and you're 100% sure, 
never lose sight of the place of being teachable. Mm-hmm. Career-wise, in any field, but as a believer, this is why we need the church. You need men in your life. You need people who you can journey with. The first thing the devil does when he really, really wants to put you out of uh, enlisting for the kingdom is to isolate you. Mm-hmm. Isolation is one of the first tactics the devil uses. Then he starts to attack other things. Mm-hmm. Because the moment you're isolated, it's very hard for you to bounce back when there's, once there's a challenge. Mm-hmm. There's no one else to kind of say, you know what, we've noticed you've not been praying. We've noticed you've not been doing this. No one to encourage you. No one to share certain things with you. So just being teachable, and it can go for everyone, not just men, but mm-hmm. a heart of teachability helps because it helps us understand I would always need people to speak into my life, even when you're succeeding, even when you're thriving, even when things are going so well. Always make sure you're in a place or amongst people who can help you stay grounded Mm. because the devil does not play short-term games. So at some point, why things might look great now, it doesn't mean the devil is folding his arms. So if we understand the three-point agenda of the devil, then we recognize... I need to be teachable. And for me to actually be teachable, I need systems around me that allows me to recognize, ah, I know this, but I don't know enough about this to be making Mm -hmm. this decision. I need to pray with someone. I need someone to counsel me and things like that. So yeah, just be teachable. And like I said before, church is more than just the service. Mm -hmm. The the people you have in your life that you're doing life with are fellow believers. That's the church. So... It's not so much about please show up in church this Sunday. That's not my pitch. Connect with the church, the body of Christ. Yeah. Find people who mm-hmm. love God. Not perfect people, but who love God and are willing to walk with you and stand with you. Mm. That's the church. You will find your way to a building or to wherever you need to go, but that's the church. And let that be your connection, that you're connected to the church, not the building, the church, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I have nothing else to say. What a wow. I'm just listening. Mm. Right? I'm like, um, (laughs) gems upon gems upon gems. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Coming on and sharing Mm -hmm. what God has put on your heart. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm for sure, a thousand percent sure that somebody definitely was transformed either through just their mindset, their mm-hmm. thinking, their heart mm-hmm. posture, even getting to know Jesus, just mm-hmm. generally. That's just true, like, yeah. oh, I want to I want to know more about who this person is. And mm-hmm. so thank you very much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for spending some time on our podcast. Thank yes. you for having He's me. He's our number one fan, just letting you know. Yes. There's Every nobody else. Sunday he nobody tells else. us. He's the number how one. he feels or they're very dear Monday to my heart they do amazing work so Man. I'm very proud of them oh thank you while you while <laughs> Nana shed some tears over here on the side you already know what to do yes honestly I don't know did you want them to follow I don't know how you want follow his LinkedIn yeah, it's it's popping. Popping. Pop, 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 followers pop. I've been watching <laughs> Clearly, you know we're from that generation yes, that just are. counts numbers. Yeah, we're at that generation. But if you want, like to share them, if they want to follow you in terms of finding your sermons or whatever the case is, oh, do you, would you like to share? I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, yeah. most of my stuff. I'm a bit on the other side, more mm-hmm. on LinkedIn than on Instagram. Yeah. So my name is Prince Okichuko. So you find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I pastor at Christian Center Church, so that's the prince you should be looking for. Yes. But yeah, my sermons and anything I post are usually there. So yeah. if I preach, the sermon usually goes up the next week on the LinkedIn page. But yeah. Mm. Yes.
Yes, go find him there. He has some powerful, powerful sermons that will Facts. transform your life. So yes. once again, if you want to listen to more of us, the Juxtaposition mm-hmm. Podcast, obviously make sure you follow and you like and subscribe. Um, we're on Spotify, Google, you name it, we're there. Just also, also there. welcome to the new listeners too. Yes. yes. I know there's some new welcome, listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we appreciate those who have been following us for a very long time. Yes. Been, one, two, three think three years three years but other than that september is three years yes wow obviously keep praying for us keep joining with us and we'll see you all on the next episode peace Peace. all right